life on the road. It's these tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. I, I can't. Everybody fucks up my name, so I, I try to I try to get everybody's name right. Uh, hey, thanks for tuning in, Road Stories. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network. This is my first podcast of 2016. Thank you guys for coming on. Well, thank you for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Um, I was... Oh, all right. You guys are going to get an earful now. Sorry. <laughs> Lay it on us. Yeah. I figured it out. I figured the date before you guys came over here. By the way, uh, these two gentlemen... Uh, Came early, and you know how that makes me happy. I get people. <laughs> I get people like hey, we're recording at two, five to two. Hey, can we do this at three? Oh, <laughs> like, that's no, I got five people recording behind you. Anyway, um, so you guys came early. Love it. Uh, let me know if you'd like some water. We got some water here, uh, provided uh, by your generous donations. We'll talk about that later. Uh, December third, my kid got sick. December fifth, I got sick. December sixth, my wife got sick. We have been healthy for three days. Wow. We spent all of December in our house. It, it, we were going fucking crazy, man. It was on the couch, in the bed. If we get sick after this, we're going to come <laughs> back and go code red on you. I know, I know. So uh, not only can you leave with a bottle of water, but There's you can only also so leave many with bronchitis. Times, only so many times you can watch cars dude, over dude. and over we, again. We showed my kid the Grinch, which I loved as mm-hmm. a kid, Charlie Brown Christmas, which I loved as a kid, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I fucking hate them now because we've watched <laughs> them a thousand times. I just want the Grinch to like burn down Whoville. Yeah, there's so much. It's so tough when kids because they can't read yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and if they do want to read, you have to read to them. So right. like, there's so much work on your end to entertain them. So you end up just showing movies, and they just love watching the same movie over. Well, yeah, and, and here's the thing: we don't. He doesn't watch a lot of TV, and he doesn't want lot watch a lot of movies. We just don't. I, I'm not against TV. That's how I make my living. But we just we figure he's going to have a ton of TV in his life, so let's hold him off as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But when you're sick, and all you got are kids' movies, yeah. that, and so he's like having dinner in front of a movie, and now we got to go back to training him. Tomorrow. Yeah, he closed down Sex in the City, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I, I I haven't been around kids much in the last whatever 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. and then I live with my sister now, and she has four little kids, and I I I've gotten to a point where I just interact with them like human beings. But I and I forget that they're kids, right? You know, where like the six year old is crying, and I'm like, "What? Are you, why are you crying? Stop crying! What are you, a little baby?" <laughs> oh yeah, you're, you're sick. Oh yeah, you are actually uh, oh, okay. a little baby. The weirdest part about this, and this is not the family podcast, like we're not going to dwell on this very often, uh, very much. But the weird thing is, like, I was I was going nuts. I was going crazy. So I was in a bad mood. My wife was going crazy because she was in a bad. We're very outdoorsy people. He was in a bad mood. So then you got a three year. Well, he's a four year old now who is like just a holy terror. And they're like, all right, is he just being a brat? Do I have to discipline him now? Or is he just going fucking bananas like I am? You know, yeah. so it was a really, really tough time. But 2017, we're back. Back with the Road Story Show. Happy 2016? to... 2016? 2016. You just, gift a year. just uh, lost a year. Dude, I'm at an age where that was, every year is important, all right? Uh, oh, dude, <laughs> I know, right? I just lost going on forever. <laughs> like, Christ. That's so hilarious. I just tweeted the other day. I'm like, because I honestly thought... Two, half of 2015, it was 2016. I do that all the time. At this age, I don't... I, like right. This time of the year, I'm always like, wait, is it 2000? I, I, I don't know where you, where you guys are coming from. I'm still writing like 1997. <laughs> well, it was a good a year. Check to Reader's Digest, you know, <laughs> was, October 4th, 1997. It was a good year. Backstreet Boys, Insane. Come on. We, I think uh, for the first uh, Christina Aguilera album out came out. I'm pulling uh, bullshit out of my ass right now. That Sounds was right. Uh, but it's around... 97 was the first time I did meth. Wow. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> That's what I remember from that year. Oh, that's a solid. That's a solid Gee, year. I was a senior in high school, <laughs> and I used to go to ska shows in the suburbs. Oh man! So that was my uh, wow. That was my drug. I'd rather do Life. meth. <laughs> pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I'd rather do meth than go to ska shows. Uh, real quick, um, I, I'm really excited about today's show. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to get this out of the way. Also, um, 
I don't push my donations very much, but I. Uh, but you people need to give. But fucking, That's, you know what? Right you're not a five thousand dollar person. You're a twenty five thousand yes, dollar. person. I think right? this Cough MacBook pays for itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the beginning of the year slash end of the year donations have been coming in, so I thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Um, There's five crystal geyser waters left, and when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, they when don't. Gone, we kill the kid, and we're in a drought, so it's not like we're going to be able to get any water anyway. So you know that easily. So please give. Uh, no, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. The, the, uh, donation button is on the website, roadstories.tv. And also I like to say, uh, buy a t-shirt. It's 25 bucks. If you're going to donate money, why not get something in return or, uh, buy my album on, uh, murrayvaleriano.com. Or if you, and I think that's like 15 bucks, I think maybe 12, I forget. But if you do something and you do donate more than that, let me know and I'll send you a, I'll send you my album. So, uh, I really appreciate that and, uh, get all that logistics out of the way. All right. So today the two voices you've been hearing so far, five minutes into it, I finally introduced you oh guys. My gosh, yeah. I'm excited about today because this is a, a comedy music mix up here. I, I love this, uh, across, uh, uh, what would you call it? A cross. We're definitely the the odd couple. Cross odd, pollination. Cross pollination. Yeah. We'll go cross pollination. Um, one gentleman who I've known high by relationship. I would say yes. I uh, firm high by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> firm hey, high. Hey, what's hey? What's where up? Are you? Yeah, man. Like Your in the mall. Face in yeah, my face or at the same sure. social thing. Yeah. Okay. That sounds you familiar. Okay. <laughs> Ron Babcock joins us today. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if I just was like, Grant Party, like yeah. some other name? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, maybe we've never met. And I just rolled with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to upset anyone. <laughs> and I've gone through entire relationships like that. <laughs> Robert, you're dumped. Actually, well, I have a big surprise for you. Actually, I actually, uh, I've known Mishka for a long time, and I have been mispronouncing his last name. Uh-huh. You know, before the podcast, you're like, how do you say your last right. name again? I've been mispronouncing it incorrectly until, I don't know, maybe Four months ago. Really? <laughs> I've always thought it was uh, Mishka Shubali. Uh-huh. And then somebody once went Shubali. And I was like, it's Shubali. And Mishka's like, no, man, it's Shubali. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, we've known each other for like 10 years. He's like, yeah, I just kind of went with it. <laughs> <laughs> so joining us is Mishka Shubali, right? <laughs> Close enough. Did I get yeah. it? Yeah. Now you got me all confused. Uh, Shubali? Uh, Shubali. Yes. Shubali. That was yeah, right. Shubali. If you don't know how to pronounce the name, just say, hey, Jew, and <laughs> turn around. <laughs> Um, you know that I'm not Jewish, right? I know, but I always think you are. <laughs> I always think you are. What is Mis- Mishka or Shubali? What uh, nationality uh, is that? It's uh, insane in the Ukraine. Oh, yeah? It's, uh, it's actually it's a perversion of Chevalier, because apparently one of my ancestors was in Napoleon's army, then settled in the Ukraine, and they, it was one of the, like an Ellis Island type thing where they were like, name, and he said Chevalier, and they were like, all right, Chevalier, next. Right. <laughs> actually, it was I know, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, it runs in my family. Just, mm-hmm. ah, fuck it. That's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. And what is Babcock? Uh, Babcock is Scott Irish. Oh, all right. Uh, it came from uh, back when people were um, characterized by what they did. So a long time ago, there was a guy named Bab, and he was a cook. And so it was Bab the cook. And over the years, that got truncated to Babcock. Really? And then to uh, Pussy. <laughs> uh, seventh grade. <laughs> they just kind of. Do you want to hear the origins of Bucky Beaver? My nickname from seventh yeah, grade. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I really big. That, that was teeth. one thing that I was so grateful for growing up is that neither my first nor last name rhymes with anything. Oh and right! I was like oh my god. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I can tell you having male genitalia in your last name really does a number on you in grade school. <laughs> like, like oh, a boy named just. Sue. Just seventh and eighth grade, the first day, showed up to school, um, and I had this, like, I was going to, you know, you ever go to a new school, and you're like, I'm going to reinvent myself, so I stopped calling myself Ron, and I was like, call me RJ. (laughs) For the the rest of our relationship, you will be RJ. And then I I decided to, uh, it was a Catholic school, and the uh, uniform was like uh, dark brown pants, and like a bright yellow shirt, and the plaid tie that was like brown, yellow, white, like just awful. Right. And they also that, had an. That's optional. one way to prevent uh, premarital sex. Yeah, it was just the worst. <laughs> and keep so the priests off you. <laughs> they had an optional like sweater or vest, and I was like, I'm gonna wear the vest because I thought RJ was like a vest guy. Right? Yeah, RJ the vest. So guy. I show up to school, and she's like, "Class, this is Ron," and I'm like, "RJ, uh, Babcock." And so first Babcock, I saw all these two dudes um, in the back just perk their heads up. Sure, Jeff Gagliardi and this other guy. Who were probably just made awful. their day. Oh, oh my God. It was just like fresh meat. And then I'm wearing a vest, and I found out that only two people in the school wore vests uh, girls 
and gay guys. <laughs> and I was like, so I just like the first day, it was just the worst. I mean, it was like the worst two years of my life. Oh, awful. I tried to reinvent myself first year uh, of college. The first, uh, <laughs> I thought I would carry a cane. Oh God! I to this day I still don't know why it didn't work. Like, come on, a cane? That's how cool is that? A cane? Oh my God! Did it have a snake on the end? No, it was a snake head handle. It the problem was it was a standard cane, Uh so people just kept asking me what happened. Dwayne Reed or something (laughs) like that, like the like like nine ninety nine aluminum cane. It was like fake wood, so and but in red. And I just thought, man, that's the cool. I'm gonna carry. Like, I would guy? sit and, and twirl it. And yeah, nope. he's really into Chaplin. I think he's, uh, <laughs> as a king, he's really into pretending he has a limp. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a fad that didn't work out for me. Um, so I love. So you guys have both. All right. First of all, uh, Ron is a comedian. Uh, Mishka is a musician. Yes. And uh, so I, 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 that's what I was talking about, cross pollination. Uh, and you guys had toured together. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. A while back. Uh, well, Mishka was going on tour with uh, J.T. Habersat. He's mm-hmm. a comic based out of Austin who does a, a ton of road work. And they were doing a, uh, a tour. And like, I don't know, you just kind of called me the one day. like, hey, do you want to like go on this with us? Yeah, J.T. was like, do you know anybody funny? And I was like, no. no but, but Ron's available. <laughs> I, I, know I know RJ. RJ. <laughs> hey. oh, there we go. There we, go. That's That's just, we don't even need Ron or RJ. I don't need much there. room just for a couple yeah. of vests and I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. Now, I... um. I, the way that I fell into the comedy world is uh, I was high on morphine mm-hmm. one night in Brooklyn, and my phone rang, uh, and it was Doug Stanhope. Wait, drip or pill? Uh, pill. Okay. Um, and actually, I'll back up a little bit. I was uh, We were doing the morphine pills, and it was f- just fucking boring. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I'd been doing this other drug <laughs> that I of indeterminate origin mm. and i was like wait if morphine isn't getting me crazy high what is this other drug that i've been doing right right and what have i what have i set myself up for anyway um so yeah the phone rang and i picked up uh, the phone and it was uh doug stanhope mm-hmm. and uh the dude from my record label had just stalked him and uh finally gotten doug to listen to my music and then doug listened to it once and called me and was like hey i love your shit right um and so that was uh 2008 and i did a bunch of stuff on the road with doug and then, um, and then I got sober. Uh, well, is, now it gets boring. Which, yeah, which is the uh, least funny yawn. thing I would say. <laughs> yeah, I guess and then, just, uh, and then it became more difficult to hang out with. <laughs> and then Stanhope kicked you off the tour because I, I was I was <laughs> yeah. a blast before. <laughs> you kind of were because everywhere I went, there'd always be free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, and then uh, and then yeah, I was off the road for a long time, mm-hmm. and then uh, went back out with JT this year, and yeah, we were looking for another. Uh, Another sucker. I mean, another comic <laughs> to get in the van with us. And uh, it, you know, it was it, he, uh, Mishka uh, drove like almost all of it, and then JT did all the planning. Okay. So for once, like for me, like I, I last year I went on a three month tour, sure. on my own, and just we were talking about this like before the podcast, like you know, you start doing stand up, you start doing music because you love doing it, and you never realize like how much administrative work there mm-hmm. is to yeah. do the thing that you want to do. Like how much time you spend on a computer not doing the thing you want to do, but working on it so you can do the thing you want to do. Right. Like so many emails and planning. And so it was so nice on this tour because like JT's like, Yeah, no, I booked everything. It's it's all set. Oh, sweet. She's like, Yeah, I'm driving. We got the car, it's all good. You just literally just show up. And I'm like, What? Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was just now the I can nicest. Sit, now I can sit in the back and get hot. Oh, no. I'm on a sober van crap. <laughs> no, I mean it's a guy, but like, <laughs> I, I will tell you it was unsettling having Ron in the van. Oh, yeah? Because I would be driving and Ron would be like, um, I wanted to play this podcast for you because I, I think it's going to help you. And uh, I also, I, you know, I have some ice green tea. I thought you might like something, you know, for the... I was like, is this guy just a fucking troll of the next level? Like, <laughs> I kindness love- <laughs> from another man my age fucking creeps me out worse than anything this else. This has nothing to do with... I get, get, <laughs> this is nothing like getting the van, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the wussy version. Yeah. <laughs> I get unsettled by, like... Like, and Mishka is definitely one of those guys, but there's like those road dogs where mm. they're like, yeah, man, I haven't showered in a month. And they just <laughs> have this like, like gunk of the road on. Right, them. right. And I'm very much like, okay, can we, um, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I like living life like nice. Like, I'll sleep on couches sure. all day long, but like when the option is exists to have like a little bit of a nicer ride, mm-hmm. I'll do that. So the one morning 
Um, everybody slept in, and uh, the van was Ron tidied oh up. It's it was so disgusting. <laughs> and then I asked the people who were staying with them, like, "Hey, do you have like a, a vacuum?" And they're like, "Oh, we just have like a portable vacuum for like you know cleaning out cars." And I'm like, "That'll be fine." <laughs> and I took out every single thing out of the van and like covered the driveway of this nice suburban Phoenix area. And just vacuumed. I worked on it for like an hour and a half. I still didn't finish. Wow. And I always judge a car by how dirty it is, by how much change you find. Yeah. And I found like four and a half dollars worth of change. <laughs> and I would which I, I kept. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's time for us to go out on the road again because <sighs> my van is disgusting. It was, it was <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> there was just so many like we were like, how did how did Cheerios end up here? Like it's just it was so gross. The the best thing is that like, you know, a lot of times on the road we'll stay with women from my past, which mm -hmm. is not always ex-girlfriends, but like girls I went to high school sure. with or girls I know from college or something like that. And they'll they'll always give us like a care package for the road. 90% of which involves uh, semen disposal items. Oh, really? Like, I have like eight things of hand sanitizer <laughs> and wet naps and Kleenex. And it's like... I don't I'm, think those were made for semen disposal. I think they just happen to be <laughs> handy <really>? that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Murray on this one. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're the disgusting yeah. guy. Yeah. Leave it to <laughs> the musician. <laughs> well, I... I'm, I'm 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 baffled. There's a I'm sock stumped. in there. Yeah. There's a sock. What do you guys <laughs> use your socks for? It's like yeah, it was, like going on the road. It's like I'm in a, a committed relationship, so mm -hmm. that aspect of the road is just done for me. Right, right, forever. And Mishka's not, so it's just like. Although it is kind of nice in a way, it, it balances each other out because it's like, oh no, I'm not interested in like in having sex, and Mishka's like, oh no, I'm not interested in getting fucked up. Right, right. So we have this like weird kind of vice balance oh that's cool where like he, i'd be like but i'm gonna get wasted he's like yeah go through do your thing he's like i'm gonna go get laid i'm like go do your thing <laughs> so we just kind of like high like five the, it, and see you in the morning so perfect <laughs> yeah it really it really brought balance if, to the force if we both were doing both it just would have been uh, like someone was always like the responsible one right we took turns being the responsible one so it ended up working out that's smart i remember i had to wingman for my buddy one time and because i you know i'm married and I don't, and it was fuck. It was awful. Yeah. It just talk, talking to the girl. She knows I'm not, and you know, not that she's, you know, not, it wasn't too disappointing for. Her. But so she's, <laughs> so she's there the whole time on her phone while I'm trying to make conversation with her. Uh, she's the, probably, uh, where, I'm with Beth. Uh, does Carrie have a guy I can hang out with? Because Carrie's not <laughs> interested in anything. Good. I. Uh, well, we would do shows, and it would be fun. Like we would do either like music kind of clubs mm -hmm. where like Mishka would be the headliner uh -huh. and then like I'd be going up and doing stand-up or JT would be doing stand-up or we do comedy clubs where then like Mishka would open oh, and then cool. we would close it out. So, oh, that's awesome. I was going to ask the format of the show. It's, it's great because that way you're always disappointing somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh God, comedy. Right. Oh God, music. Right. It, but you're like, you a toured much, much more extensive. I mean, you toured for like a year or something? Yeah, maybe? yeah. I, li I lived out of my van nonstop for a year, 65,000 miles. Oh, wow. Like back and forth across the country a ton. I, I mean, I was like talking to myself. Sure, not, sure. Not the like sexy kind of crazy. Yeah, I remember, right. I remember, weird hobo crazy. Yeah, I remember texting you once. I'm like, how's it going? He's like, riding into San Antonio wearing a diaper. So that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. I like put, I almost put down my tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so funny too. And I say this all the time. Whenever I, uh, I talk to, I, I, my buddy's playing with Goat Snake right now. This, I forget the, it's some power metal band off a, of, I forget who started it, but he's in Europe right now. And every time I complain to him about the road, I go out one weekend a year. He's like, screw you. <laughs> I did a year in a van with a heroin habit <laughs> with five other guys. The way Musicians would... always tend to do it more. Yeah. And then I think the way I describe it is like in the beginning, it's so fun. Mm -hmm. You know, like just you're out every oh, night. Yeah. You're partying and you're just like, man, fuck having a job, a house, a mortgage. I don't need any of that. I can do this forever. And then... You're, you're basically outside your comfort zone every night, and so it's really fun. But then once you build up enough context of information, mm -hmm. like once you've had that experience of staying up all night or chasing this girl or right. like breaking into an apartment complex, swimming in the pool, once you've done all those things, it's like, oh, and you're like entering your late 30s, mm -hmm. early 40s, and you're just like, oh, man, I'm like you start to crave that mortgage, that house, oh, yeah. that job, that like sense of stability. It's the it's the guys who are in their forties that I run into who still do that. 
mm-hmm. kind of creeps me out a little bit. Yeah, Comedian yeah. wise, I don't might be different for musicians, but I, I got five like, more years before I start creeping you out. Then <laughs> are you forty? No, no, no. I'm thirty six. Oh, okay. Well, you're creeping me out a little bit today. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> anyway, just stay away from my kid. No, nope. but I've I've talked about it a lot on the show. Being married with a kid now, my my cravings are sleeping in. Yeah, you know, drinking not to excess, but just to be able. Hey, maybe I can have a few scotches and not be woken up at three a.m. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm such a bore on the road anymore. I but I think there's plenty of people who are doing the road now who actually kind of want someone like that. Yeah, where it's like because I think whoever you go out with kind of determines your level of like, you know, how much you're gonna party. Right. If you have somebody who's like, you know, I'm fine with just a couple drinks and then headed back to the condo or the yeah, hotel yeah. or whatever. That's, that, that's the thing is that like I, I would I would do just about like anything to tour with somebody boring. Really? Because yeah, man, because I fucking I, I mean, to be honest, I've been the asshole, so, you know, for such a long time <laughs> on so many tours. But dealing with people like that, you know, who are um, you know, people who are out to, you know, out to get the fucking game ball to get MVP every single night. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking obnoxious. Right. No, I, was an, I was an asshole, too, for a long time. Don't I, I mean, I, I still I've always been the I'm nice just guy. in a different way. Did you work mostly like comedy clubs? Yeah, I, and I still do uh, comedy clubs. But I like to, I like I like music venues because I'm such a music fan. I like to work music venues. And I'm like on the opposite. Like I'm always doing like the indie rooms, like mm-hmm. the one nighters, the black boxes, like living room shows, art galleries. And then I do comedy clubs sometimes not and not because i don't like doing comedy clubs but there's such if their comedy club doesn't know you it's so much tougher to break in you know, uh, you to break into to the comedy club yeah i mean then, then once i do it it's fine it's it's great and then it, but it's like it's always tough to like because it's nice to kind of just go to one place you know and stay for a week stay for a week mm-hmm. and just hang out there and like have an actual place to sleep I can't imagine what that's like. You know, it's like it's it's not it's not bad. You know, and some clubs are like I worked um, Acme last year up in Minneapolis, oh, yeah, and that it's a great club, club is like you know they're like whatever you want to eat, mm-hmm. like whatever you want to drink, and it's it was just really nice. You know, you show up early, you have dinner, do the show, watch the show. It's a great room. Like, yeah, it was just. It's like a, a really pleasant week of road work. There are great clubs that will treat you like that, and then there are still clubs where you're just like. What fuck? What? Why? Why can't I have a beer without five dollars for a beer? I'm yeah. go, I'm doing forty five minutes. You're gonna you're, you're gonna be selling a lot of beers while I'm up wow. there. You know? Like this is what you think of the yeah. Okay, cool. Like the improvs are always really good. Too. Oh, the improvs are great. But then there's it is weird. And then a lot of times those clubs are like, oh, this is not like my. If I could choose my audience, it would not be this audience. Do you think that's not club specific though? That's more regional, don't you think? So even with clubs, I feel like people there always have more money because they got to pay the cover, they got to pay the two item minimum. Sure, okay. Like they always have a. They're usually like it's usually like a family date night, which is fine. But like usually, if you're going to like a music show, it's like I don't know, more like the punk rock. It's it, it's funny because kid. I come to it from the completely opposite end of it, where there's like four dudes and you get paid in a pizza and two pitchers of beer. Mm-hmm. And so well, like, we've been paid that way as comics that <laughs> it's called you know, good that, night. Yeah. that I would be like out on the road and that like I only have to do fucking 20 minutes and then I'm going to get 60, 60 dollars, mm-hmm. 60 entire dollars after that. Wait, did you say 16 or 60? Like, put it in my hand and watch me run. Right. <laughs> you, you nailed it on the head ones. Uh, when I, he said, basically what we do is, uh, would you say we're long distance t-shirt salesmen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's cause I, when people are like, Hey, can I buy a t-shirt? I'm like, thank you so much, man. I re- yes, you can buy a t-shirt. Dude. I once yeah. had a friend buy like three t-shirts or four t-shirts. And I was like, oh, that's $80. He was like, thank you, man. My Christmas shopping is done. Oh, and I nice. was like, holy shit. And you just got an extra 80 bucks yeah. and you're like. Now I can start oh my. my Christmas shopping. Because <laughs> you're like, I always describe like on the road is like you're on a you're on a train, and you're just leaning out the cab, putting tracks down in front of the train so mm-hmm. that it doesn't derail. And so the more money you make, the more tracks you can put out before you derail. And that's, that's like your whole your whole goal. Because I've never, I, if I make money off the road, it'll be like maybe a couple hundred bucks, but right. I'll always like break even. Yeah. And to me, that's like, at this point, that's like a successful road tour. The, sure. the, the first time I made money on the road, I, I walked around feeling guilty for like 10 days afterwards. How much like, money did like, you like make? Like 150 bucks or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like they're going to catch me. Everyone always says, do you guys <laughs> have your, how like, it's supposed to work? Do you, I have my, uh, you have your, like your little systems that you do. Like mine is uh, when I make cash, mm-hmm. like from the, the door and the, the merch sales or whatever, like I'll put it in my pocket. And then I refuse, to use my credit card 
I will not use my credit card for anything. I would just use the cash. Oh, really? And I will try and like time it the next show so I get another cash. Because then I figure like at least I'm not going in debt. Right, if I right. use my credit card, I'm going to have to pay off the credit card. You know, and so I'm always like, I always have that little system of like, no run, no credit cards, just, <laughs> just cash. Well, you see, well, there's a good thing then as opposed to doing a club for a weekend because you don't get paid until either the last night or yeah. sometimes. Uh, and by the way, this is no, I'm not shitting on the La Jolla Comedy Store. I love Emily who books it. It's just through some mix up, I two and a half months. It took oh, him to yeah. pay me. If there's like a 60 pay day pay on something. No, there wasn't like, even supposed to be. I oh, got really? paid from other shows I did down there in between. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and well, again, I love you. Emily. She's the booker at that's, the La Jolla a, Comedy Store. It's a great club. That's a huge plug for them that they didn't just be like, oh, sorry, I got mixed up, right. lost, or if it was a rock club. Now, and, and yeah. you can, you can. Bet. Oh, really? Have yeah. you, how often oh, have man. you gotten stiffed on stuff? Well, I don't get stiffed, but I threaten violence. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's well, why, yeah. that's like why I don't get stiffed. I get the and And that's, how like that's how you want to conduct your business is yeah. that like oh I'm gonna stick to this guarantee because this guy's gonna throw a punch if I don't I'm like fuck well, that well you're a big dude you can get away with that well yeah and I mean and, but it sucks that I have to trot that out on a regular basis right. I mean I I used to run a club in Brooklyn I lost shitloads of money sometimes where I would like I would you know there'd be a guarantee and I'd agree to it and then the the band wouldn't make the guarantee and I'd pay it out of my pocket because yeah. if you say you're gonna do something you fucking do it yeah, yeah. I remember like you get I get the shrug a lot like. You know, like you'll say the guarantee was like 150 bucks and they give you a hundred like, sorry, man, we didn't have that many people. And I'm like, oh, I, I drove all the way out here <laughs> from Los Angeles. <laughs> so I, I did what I was supposed right. to do. And this is what we agreed to do. I carry a dictionary and I dog ear the page that has a definition of guarantee. <laughs> it sucks because you hate being that guy, but it's like, oh, why yeah. are you going to put me in that fucking position to like, you know, to grow you about this? Also, it's like, it's not, it's like, well, okay. Like you really, all right, well tell your friends. I, I will. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll tell everyone. I'll tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, uh, I've been producing this tour, um, with all comics who surf and, uh, um, the first show I did, and I, uh, we made money off the door. Uh, the the it was the uh, improv down in Bray, uh, Irvine, Patrick, and he's like, okay, um, I can give you this check to you, or I can write five checks for the guys on the show. I'm like, write the five checks on the show. He's like, great. So how much do you want? I'm like, well, give me this, and then give the other guys this, 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 and this. And he's like, really? Goes, that's an awful lot. I go, that's what most comics make in a night. He's like, other producers come in here, they'll take. 20, you know, 75% of this and pay those guys. Oh. Like, well, and these are my like, friends. Yeah, I have to like see them tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, so. Yeah. Who, what comics surf? Uh, the, the core group is me, uh, Andy Wood, uh, Graham Elwood, Monty Franklin, and Joseb. Oh, and then no Mike, way. Then Mike Siegel comes in, does spots. Allie Breen comes in and does, she surfs, does spots. Uh, Andrew Norelli. Do you have any room for like a boogie boarding Lachlan comic? Lachlan Patterson. No, no. Is that, is that how you? <laughs> I like <laughs> Lachlan Patterson, good looking and surfing. Fuck yeah. you, Lachlan. I know, right? Right. And funny. Yeah. yeah. You're like, guy shit's gold. <laughs> <laughs> so how did, you, how did you come up with the idea to have comics go on the road with you or... Uh, well, I mean, I, I, it was just, it was something I just fell into with Stanhope. And okay. Then, uh, JT has opened for Stanhope a lot. And I, I think that, um, you know, I think that's where he got the idea. I mean, my, um, my songs are funny. Are they? I don't, I don't know. Do you consider I, yourself a, a um, I, Stanhope has told me many times that I'm not funny. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess I'm I not, no, I mean, I think the, I think the songs are a little funny. I mean, uh -huh. hopefully there's like, you know, some novelty of like, um, there being music and it not being fucking not Adam like, Sandler, like guitar jerk off. Kind right, of shit, right, you right. Know? It's and I like do a, apologize. I should have listened to your music beforehand and I apologize that I didn't. Oh, it's cool. Shitty host, cool. but I did get a CD out of the deal. <laughs> so I'm CD. excited to listen. It's to not it. like it's more, it's more kind of like, uh, I'd say I describe the music more as like, uh, like kind of, I don't know, like, like a sad guitar you know, fueled by whiskey, like, you know, before you got sober. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. that's like, right up my but alley. But it's, like, it's real, it's real dark, you know, it's like kind yeah. of dark, like morbid funny. Mm -hmm. you know, you know, when, when he like, there's a lot of times where you see people in your shows that like, you'll be sitting there and he'll be playing a song and he'll hit a lyric and you'll just see a guy go, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you could you could see people audibly oh, right, wince, right. like uh, just like, Oh, Jesus Christ. like, you just like, oh, I just, what, what? I just got something. <laughs> what I've been for, there was one tour where like, Every person came up to me and they were like, you should put razor blades inside your records <laughs> so we can slit our wrists. After listening to it. And I was like, did you guys all like just write the same? Because it came happened to me like six times in a week. And I'm like, you know? I'm like the comic who's like, hey, 
Yeah, you guys like pizza? Everyone likes pizza. Like, super fun and happy and upbeat. Well, and then the last trip that we did, people kept coming up to me and they were like, you made me feel so much better about my own life because it's not as bad as yours. And I was like, hey, fuck you very much. That's uh, that's great. You know, you'll make me feel better about my life if you buy a T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, people in the audience don't really know how to compliment. Yeah. You know, I've learned to, I've learned to like half the time people say something. I realize, oh, he's trying to be funny, mm-hmm. but he's not good at it. So that's why it's coming across as an insult. Right. But he's trying to like, because people think like comedians, like they're like, oh, I'll, I'll say something like, Hey, yeah, you are the bald guy. Right. And you're just like, oh, well, you're just, <laughs> I have feelings. <laughs> you know, like you're, you're just being rude. And, but they don't, they don't realize that. They really are trying to like, oh, sure. Like, well, they, you know, come on, are always like, you know, and you're like, oh, fuck. He's trying. He's trying. But it is, sometimes it's like, sometimes it's hard. It's like, you know, you're not, you didn't say anything funny there. You're just, you're just making fun of me. <laughs> and, you know, and you don't want to shit on the people who come out to shows, who yeah. buy t-shirts, right. you know, who, who support and who help hate, us, you know, but like, I, hate when comics I did, that. uh, it's such an easy thing to do. I did what, to shit on the people. I did just shit on the show, shit on the people who came out. And right. it's like, I don't know, man, be more famous. If you want more people at your show, <laughs> like, these are the people who came out. Well, also, I mean, I did 38 shows in 40 days. I did five podcasts. I did a bunch of interviews, you know, drove across the country. By the end, I fucking hated everyone. I hated the people like laughing. I hated the pretty girls. I hated people buying four t-shirts. I just hated everyone. You know, well, and you start well, that's, to a, see, that's a lot of work too, that's, man. That's that was a lot my of, fault. Yeah, you, know, you I mean, also don't stupid. You don't but, see people's individuals anymore. You just start to see people as like, oh, that's like. This the, town's yeah, like this crazy this, dude, yeah. right? Who thinks he's awesome, and this is his bar. archetypes. Yeah, you just see archetypes, mm-hmm. but it's because you don't you don't plan in. Like I do a thing where when I plan a tour, like every five six days, I, I definitely take one day off a right. week, and it preferably not be just a driving day. Mm-hmm. Like I try and take one day off a week. Otherwise, I start. I notice that my stuff suffers because right. I start to get a little too. Too crazy. Well, I, I, I try and you make say it. you did 38 and four, 38 shows in 40 days. Yeah. Yeah. Who works 38 days in a row? You know what I mean? It's of course you're going to yeah, go. Of course you're going to go a little bat I shit and not like what you're doing. I did yeah. three months and I, I did 82 shows in three months. But then some of those, so that's 30, 60, 90. But 90. some of those shows that's, were like yeah. two a night okay. in New York. Yeah. Right. So, but I, cause I think, but it, what I did was in the middle of it, I, um, I basically, Went to my I family in Minneapolis, um, in Wilkes, uh, Scranton, Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and DC. And I just did, I basically just went to like family's places mm-hmm. and then would take a break there thinking that would be like relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I realized, nope, no, no, not no, a good no. way of doing tour. But no. it was nice. Like when I, halfway through, I took like a nice, the, like, the best person and a half break. And mm-hmm. that was the thing that like got me through it. The best person to stay with on your road, on the road is somebody who's been on the road a shitload. Before, like, so they know where you are in your head. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. I've stayed with other guys in other bands. They're like, okay, this is the room you're staying in. There's a bathroom. Uh, there's hardcore pornography. Here's water. All the <laughs> shades the come down. Password. Yeah, you yeah. can just here's stay in towel. here for yeah. like, for, for uh, here's a case of hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> just stay in here and do whatever you need to do to regain your humanity. Right. Yeah. You know, and they'll just leave you the fuck alone. And then you can like, okay, okay, okay. I, all right. I can do it this is, again. It is, yeah. it is like kind of, um, the worst is like so much work goes in, like the administrative work, mm. you know, before leaving. And then you go out on the road, then the physical toll of driving and eating garbage mm. the entire time, drinking way too much. And you finally get to the show and then you don't know, but there's a playoff game that night. Yeah, oh, all yeah. of a sudden, your crowd of what you thought maybe it was going to be like 80 to 90 is now like 20 to 30. Mm. And you're just like, <sighs> this this is what I've worked so hard for. And then you still got to put on a good show for the people who did come out. Right. But it does get like, if that happens, I remember I, I was on when, remember that thing, that, the polar vortex? Yeah, yeah. Remember that when that happened? Oh, yeah. That just crippled comedy for a week the threat of cold temperatures i was doing an outdoor show in some kid's backyard and like i remember they were like yeah we were thinking of moving the show inside because we knew a lot of people weren't going to come like that's a good idea and they're like we just decided to keep it out here and i'm like oh god that's that's a weird thing about being on the road is that like certain things you know like 
the Super Bowl gives me fucking PTSD now. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be playing a show that day and there will be no one there. Or like the fucking Matrix came, uh, the Matrix 2 came out when I was <laughs> yeah. on the road. Yeah. And I was like, where is everyone in this town? They were at the fucking Matrix. And you know like, what? Like, you're like, I kind of want to be at the Matrix too. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend my album came out last year, I think it was during the Pacquiao fight, the Saturday night oh, of the Pacquiao. No. Yeah. The, thank God I was working with Kevin Nealon, so there was somewhat of a draw, but everybody yeah. was like, we're at the Pacquiao. Yeah, like, and yeah. you could see it, everybody else in the bars just watching the fight. Got <laughs> 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 an album over here. I know there's so many wah-wah moments like oh, yeah. again and again and again, you just kind of like, eh, what are you going to do? So you produced, was this last year that you did your Mercedes tour? Yeah. This past I got, year? Like uh, that was in, um, well, this is 2017. This is, uh, <laughs> and so that was in 2022. Okay. I did the Mercedes okay. tour. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, from LA to New York and back over the and course back. of, yeah. Wow. Over the course of three months. So I got sponsored by this company called Mercedes motoring. Mm-hmm. They're like an automotive restoration shop up in Glendale, California. And they just restore vintage Mercedes Benz. Okay. And, uh, the, my buddy owns it and I was telling him I was going to go on tour and he was like, you should take one of my cars. And I was like, I don't know. This is man. the difference between Ron and right. I is that no, no, like number one, Mercedes, and number right. two, like nobody would ever tell me. <laughs> yeah, you here, get, take my car. Right. You get hand sanitizer. <laughs> I was sponsored apparent, by a beer company. And apparently, I, morphine. I yeah, I was like, I didn't want it at first. I was like, dude, this is way too nice, man. Yeah. He's like, in, I didn't realize this, but those cars are like meant to go. Like they'll go half a million miles. Right. Like it's not a big deal. So my twelve thousand miles that I thought was a lot was was he was like, dude, it's it's literally. It'll, it'll be fine. Right. And I uh, I had no problems, except mm-hmm. I had to have the fan belt tightened around Minneapolis, um, which they did for free when I got an oil change. Oh, nice. And that was the only mechanical wow. issue. But it was a, so it was a nice hook. It's yeah. funny. It has nothing to do with stand-up comedy. Oh, sure. But man, did I get a lot of press. Really? Because people to, were like, to contrast, <laughs> to contrast, on my van right now, the catalytic converter is hanging down like a full colostomy bag. <laughs> and it's hooked in place with the handle from a, a bucket. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> he's got that sweet 1993 Toyota Previa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sponsored by uh, you know, Previa. I can't even say it. <laughs> I can't even get it out without what cracking. a name for a car, Previa. <laughs> First rule of sponsorship. It, it, sounds, it, like, it, sounds, it right sounds like a failed antidepressant. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> this just sounds like a depressant. Oh, God. <laughs> the side effects. Ask your doctor about Previa or Privia, however you pronounce it. It, I find that when you go out, you need like a, you need something, just need a, a hook. hook. Yeah. You need a hook. Yeah. You need something to separate yourself because the it's just stand up comedy, not doing it. Like unless you're already known from a lot of late night mm-hmm. appearances or some show or something, or you're going out with a bigger headliner who's basically vouching for you. Right. You know, you need some kind of hook, and that, it worked for me, and it was a nice. It gave me a good focus because I would just take photos of the car, uh-huh. and that's what people like responded to. It's just cool photos of a Mercedes in front of shit. And it was a nice way of like traveling. Like I'd have a day off and people like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm just going to drive around and take photos of the car in front of like your local landmarks. And so it's kind of a nice way of like, I don't know, experiencing a city, like having a, a certain like lens to like, kind of like, rather than just like walking around, you know, not having anything specific to do. Oh yeah. That's great. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't take advantage of a lot of the cities I'm in. It's yeah. I mean, you know, it, 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 it was nice not to just like sit, in my buddy's house, like go out and do something. <laughs> I wrote a big, long, like four or 5,000 word post on mm-hmm. how to do a DIY indie tour. So if anyone, and I mean, I got, I got so specific. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, that's what I appreciate when you read those how to articles. First of all, I don't like it when how to articles are super didactic mm-hmm. where they're like, we're like, here's how you do a show at like, they're like yelling at you and you're like, why are you yelling at me? And so, and then I get, I like practical advice. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I'll tell you this. When you have T-shirts and you roll them up, uh, different colored ru- rubber bands, like yellow for medium, for size blue and- for small, because otherwise you're looking at the tags and there you see some guy in the back who's like, ah, forget it, and he walks away. Oh. You're, you're mopped for 15 minutes, and so you got to, like, turn and burn as many 
t-shirt orders as possible. That is really smart. Fit, right? Can you imagine Ron and I working together in my, his <laughs> yeah. little fucking perfectly manicured little t-shirts with their matching rubber bands lined up in, in Michigan my, coming with, my van made mostly still out still in of, the box like a, some sort of weird linen hobo. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I have like an old suitcase that I repurposed into like a merch case with lights and shit like really? that. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. How many more t-shirts Let's did not talk about it. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> how many more t-shirts did didn't you leave with one and then come back with I, one? I did okay. <laughs> I, did, I did very well in Phoenix, which is where I started comedy. But Michigan, he was selling more t-shirts to me. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. But he then everybody's so like, he's got that sad musician thing going. So he's like, well, I'm a sad guy. And they're like, no, here's, here's some money. But is yeah, that your t-shirt that you're wearing right now? No, this okay. is a uh, this is a friend a T-shirt that my friend uh, Mike Hambu's made. It's a series called uh, Black Metal White Duvet Cover. Okay, and you can see it looks like a metal band. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says Pottery Barn. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> it does. Oh, that's, that's hilarious because yeah. it looks like the old Venom logo. Well, yeah. Well, the best thing is you see the fucking scraggly dudes with the goatee and the long hair who look like they just got dragged out of a reservoir. When like and they're looking at my shirt as I walk by, and then they're like, "Oh man!" Just look, I li- just like disappointing metal dudes. Like the look on their faces where they're like, "Oh man!" Uh, their music is disappointing. Enough. Leave them <laughs> yeah. alone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ron. So what's the um, what's the stupidest drug you've ever done on the road? Stupidest drug. I mean, if if, it, if this is road stories, we've got to. Uh, uh, there's got to be. You've got to have something embarrassing. Yeah. Let me think real quick. Um, fuck. Yeah, you go. You do more drugs. So I got to think of one. I have to say. I, I, I didn't do outside. I didn't do anything outside the norm. I'm because I'm, I'm and I've done my fair share of drugs. I got no problem with that. But I, ne- I ne- if I didn't know it, I didn't like to do it away from out of my comfort zone. Like I didn't want to be uh, in in Spokane. So you, you wouldn't be trying a new drug. Yeah, I wouldn't be trying yeah. a new drug see, in Spokane in a backyard somewhere. See, yeah, like I've that's done, see, like, that's exactly that was my jam. Oh, yeah. that's that's why I'm sober now. I got a couple numbers for <laughs> it. Yeah, see, like, I always feel like whenever like doing these kind of stories with Mishka, like mm-hmm. mine is basically mm-hmm. like. You know, the equivalent of like, I ate too much pizza and you have this whole thing. Like you're like, I had a fistful of meth. And it's like, I always just like, yeah, I just smoked pot. And then I remember I did like, I did, I've only done cocaine a couple of times and I did it um, because I don't really like, oh, shrooms. Yeah, real. And guess what? Uh, at nighttime, no, no, honestly, uh, really. Oh, perfect way to get inside my head and just wonder <laughs> if anyone likes me. It is just because most comics aren't insecure no, or you know no, self analyzing. Just, just sitting there and just feeling awful. I'm like, why is? And everyone's laughing, and I get real quiet uh-huh. and introspective. And I've done them like four or five times, and I've learned that it just does not. Agree with me. The only time it was fun was once I went camping. It was the middle of the day. We were down by a river and I just, and everyone else was being like, you know, goofy. Mm -hmm. And I just sat on a rock for like five hours. I was told (laughs) I didn't say a word to anybody. uh, And I just watched uh, water bugs. Oh, cool. Like, and then I saw, uh, I saw a fly um, caught in a spider's web, like in my, it was like in my foreground vision. Uh-huh. So I was like looking past it. And then all of a sudden I refocused to this thing that was like three inches from my face. And I was like, Whoa. And it was, a a spider eating a fly in its web. Wow. And that, that closed down a good three hours <laughs> just watching that. What, one of my most favorite drug memories is, uh, walking, it was like January and I think I was like walking in the snow and I started coughing and then I spit up something that looked like a finger, like a bloody finger in front of a uh. young couple pushing their kid in a stroller and all three of them recoiled in horror. <laughs> oh, and as, I, I remember as this, they should. And this is the difference between you and I is yeah. that like, this is one of my happiest drug memories. <laughs> it's like, I just ruined these people's day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The last, last time I did mushrooms, it wasn't on the road. It was, at Coachella and my buddy, I went with the, I went, I was dating this girl. She was a comic. I won't say her name, but she was one of those girls who was like, you're not going to do drugs tonight. Are you? I hope you're not going to do Coachella? drugs. Yeah, why, yeah. why would anybody I do know, drugs? Right. There? Meanwhile, three drinks later, she's like, do you have any Coke? <laughs> you know, like one of those. <laughs> it's like, it's like the vegans who do Coke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, so my, my buddy's like, Hey man, I got these old mushrooms. They're probably not even potent. You want to try it? <laughs> They're like, yeah, sure. They're probably broken. Yeah, yeah, sure. So we sprinkled them on our pizza. We ate them. 
Now, Coachella is in the desert. It's 120 degrees. We, we're waiting. We're primarily there to see the Foo Fighters, and then Oasis was closing the show later. So we go really right up next to the stage to see the Foo Fighters. Technical delays, hour, hour and a half, 120 degrees. Oh, God. Meanwhile, these mushrooms are fucking me up so bad. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I'm like, do I have a jaw? What's going on? <laughs> Finally, the Foo Fighters come out. My buddy, who gave me the mushrooms, is about 6'4". 240 he looks like chewbacca he's got a big beard and long hair and he's like mer i don't feel good oh no like what do you mean and then he fucking passes out have you ever seen anybody pass out like from here to you like their eyes go dead like there's no (laughs) life in their eyes and he just fucking freak and i'm like what meanwhile i'm peeking on mushrooms freaking out i go to the security guard my buddy we got to get him over the rail we got to get him out here he's like no get him out yourself the douchebag wouldn't help Christ. So I drag, you know, he kind of comes to and we hobble through. It has to be a thousand people to see the Foo Fighters. You know, this is Pat's mirrors in the, this is the, it's actually in the documentary. The, the, the actual show is, is in the documentary of the last Foo Fighters. You're in the foreground. I'm in the foreground <laughs> carrying this huge pile of hair out. <laughs> and we get out to the open field. You know, we finally make it out and we get out in the open field and one girl had stepped. It's Coachella is in a, a polo field is in a polo field. Oh. And one girl had stepped in a divot and rolled her ankle and broke her ankle. And she's sitting there in the middle of the field, nowhere, just that girl crying, help me, help me. And I'm like, it's fucking Altamont all over again, man. So the Hells Angels are going to kill somebody. We're all going to (laughs) die. And then finally, finally, a friend, another one of friends, I'm like, Sean passed out. I got to get the fuck out of here. And so I go and I run into the manager of the improv. And that kind of like brought me back to reality. All right, everything's going to be all right. Which one was Eric or? uh Uh, Aaron. Oh, okay. Aaron. And uh, I was just like, everything is going to be okay. And then I went and I sat up on a hill and I watched people walk in and out of the uh, porta potties for like an hour. That was the last time I did mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't like mushrooms. Yeah. I don't like I, um, I was in Denver. This was probably 2004, 2005. So it was a while ago. And I, I, it was sort of the tail end of like my, my year long tour. And, um, uh, I'd hooked up with this girl and it was one of those shows where I, I think I was like, I think I'd opened up for the Decemberists mm-hmm. and it was like before they had taken off. So it was a small, it was a small club and you know, I got fucking 20 bucks and beer or whatever. And then I hooked up with this girl. We were hanging out drinking. Then we were going to go back to her place. Um, but she was like, Oh, I don't have any condoms. So we're going to swing by this, uh, the golden nugget sex shop or, or grab your little care package to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to get condoms. And then we, um, so we, we like park there and then she, she goes in, I'm shit faced. And, uh, so I, I went to like get a, a burger or something, but then I like, I, I'm able to find the car and I'm able to, and she's not in the shop, but I, I can't fucking find her anywhere. And I'm like, what? I'm like, this is how my life is going to end. Just freezing to death on the street in Denver in like fucking December, just being an idiot. And then finally she shows back up and I was like, what the fuck? Where were you? And she like opens the car and we get in the car and then she throws something on the the dash of the car that looks like a couple of like wisdom teeth and they're fucking big racks of big, uh, big rocks of crack. Oh, <laughs> and uh, so then we and I was like, I, OK, I guess this is what we're going to do tonight. And then we went back to her house and we smoked the crack and it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. What it feel like? Uh, like just fucking cocaine to the nth power, hmm. you know, just so like, Whoa! how long did it last fucking, for? Well, um, I mean, I was definitely, I was shit faced, but I was up for a long time right. and drinking as hard as I could to come down. Cause I knew I had to drive the next day. The, uh, the, the best Good thing plan. is Good that plan. like we smoked the crack and then we tried to get it on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Crack dick. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. No, it doesn't work that in that order. Kids, you have to kids, the, take note. Yes. Yeah. Take note. If you're going to start doing crack. before you smoke your yeah. crack. Yes. Have sex yeah. before you smoke your crack. And then I remember, uh, the <clears> next day driving out of town, uh, crying uncontrollably. And oh, thinking, wow. I wish I had some more crack. <laughs> and I finally wow. understood the like, oh, oh, that's how people's lives just fall co- apart. Completely fall apart till you're like living in a garbage Jesus bag. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Great. We'll be back with more drug stories um, <laughs> after this. We're going to throw it. Let's take See? a call. Let's take a call. <laughs> I always have like, 
my my see all my like stories are so much more tame in comparison. <laughs> I uh, the third night I went on a big tour. Uh, I I decided to take back roads because mm-hmm. I was like that. I'm gonna take back roads. It's gonna be cooler. So really see the country, and then I quickly realized I had no cell phone. As soon as you go on a back road, your cell phone's gone. Yeah, right. And I kept driving through like the um, New Mexico roads, and I remember where I was, but I kept I was going to a place called Pie Town. I was like, okay, I'm gonna drive until I can't drive anymore. I'll go to Pie Town, New Mexico. I'll just get a motel. In the morning, I'm gonna have coffee and pie for breakfast. Cause I'm like, it's Pie Town. They're gonna have fucking pies. <laughs> and so I finally go to Pie Town, drive past Pie Town, look at my like, I was like, wait, I think I and I turn around. I'm like, come back. I'm like, this is Pie Town. And it's, it's like a, a junction. Yeah, right? it's like a, it's an intersection. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. four buildings, none of which sell pie. <laughs> There's no motels. And so I'm like, shit. So I got to, and I'm this time, I'm dog tired. It's like 2 a.m. Well, New Mexico, too, is just. And I just, yeah, keep driving. And I go to the next town, no motels. Keep driving, go to the next town, no motels. And it's like 3 30. And I'm like, at this point, I'm falling asleep at the wheel. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just pulling over on the side of the road. So I pull into this like old abandoned gas station. And just like go into the back, and I put like a blanket over the you know the the the, uh, the back seat and the mm-hmm. the driver's side. I'm sleeping there like a little tent, <laughs> and it was like kind of nice because like when you sleep in your car and you gotta go pee, you just open the door, just piss out the door, right? And then I look up and there's this huge sign that says "Parents, watch for your children, beware." Wolves. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, ah. I just close the door really quick and like go back in my car. And then, but the nice thing is, is like you always wake up at like 6 a.m. and it was like you feel disgusting, and but it's so beautiful, right? Like the sunrise around yeah. you is like the go- like most gorgeous thing in the world. But you're just like you just you slept in your car. It's, you're it's when the world, it's when the world is at its most beautiful and you're at your ugliest. Yeah, and you're like yeah. it's so pretty right now, and you're just ugh. <laughs> when uh, I when I lived out of my van for a year, I stayed in a motel one night. Really? And that was a point of pride for me. No wonder I came back like fucking yeah, with like I, rickets and diseases that had been cured. I've one night the, in that whole year you stayed in a hotel? Yeah. Wow. Otherwise I just I stayed with people or I slept in the back of the van. That's and like, that's how I like that's how I broke even mm-hmm. was like I did this I mostly slept with like uh buddies places or yeah. like you know you'd go that's a great thing about uh, comics is like You'll go to a town you've never been to before. You've never met this comic. You know, you may have had a Facebook interaction with them. You do the show and you'll always be like, they'll be like, do you need a place to crash? Right, and right. I've never met like, and they, people won't have much, but they're willing to share like, yeah, just a couch, there's a couple beers. Yeah. And I always just was like, wow, that's like, I, lo- I love that. Like just the, how open people are like that. I think there's a little bit of a, and this is going to sound so queer, but I think there's a little bit of a camaraderie within comics. And I hear people say that a lot and I never really thought about it until the other day I had to go to a kid's birthday party and it just so happened that another comic was there by a mutual coincidence. Mm-hmm. And then, then we're like, oh, somebody else here who doesn't well, is, know what they're doing. Is it comics or is it the road? I don't know. And again, I did, what I found is that like, the road seems as much as it's is it, it'll sort of like break you or mm-hmm. humble you. Then you'll also I mean because I've I've like met guys who are like traveling salesmen and been like oh you're you're one of us right you know? and then like I can talk to them sure yeah. no that makes sense um, I always I've always got the the weird like the guys after the show I remember one guy in it was somewhere yeah I was in Minneapolis and after the show he just like gave me twenty bucks and I went to go get a t shirt what size he's like no keep the t shirt yeah. sell it to somebody else. I just like what you're doing. Oh, nice. Like, it was very much like, I just like that there's somebody out here, like, doing it and going for that it. That shit yeah. always makes me almost cry. And I'm oh, like, for sure. yeah. kindness? Like, fuck. You just had people who are like, I just, I just always wanted to do something like you. Like, cause I think maybe it's like grass is always greener, mm-hmm. but you always kind of, and it is, it is the thing is, it's like, it's not, I always tell comics, like, I'm like, it's not all awesome. Like, there's a lot of it where you're just waiting around or you're just you're just uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, when you go out for a long stretch, you're just choosing, I'm going to be uncomfortable a lot, and that's okay because it's just, it, it'll pass, and it'll be really fun, and you'll get, you're going to go places you've never been. You're mm-hmm. going to see people you've never seen, like, eat things you've never eaten before, yeah. and, like, you're just outside of your comfort zone for, like, a, a, a majority of it. But that's where all, like, the good stuff is. Oh, for sure, know? man. The I, I have, the like, the flip side of that story, though, which is that, like, you know, when you're on the road and, and like, 
you know, you go to some little college backwater and they're like, oh man, fucking killer burritos. And they're like four bucks. And man, like, man, look at all these they're beautiful never. girls. And then the guys are like, yeah, you know, um, after the show, we're going to take you out to the swimming hole. And then you like, you go swimming. And then they're like, you're at the party and there's a fucking keg and you're snorting Adderall and hanging out with these guys. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, I have this weird, you know, velvet underground bootleg, you know, let's, and you're like, man, this is fucking awesome. Like, I love this town. I love you. You're my new best friend. You know, like, there are girls here, party. Like, and then the kid's like, yeah, you know, the best thing about this place is there's no black people. And then, I could have told you that with a velvet underground. And then, like. and then, and then it, everything stops. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And then you're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Oh yeah. And that's when you're like, "Oh, dude, I forgot my toothbrush in the van. I'll be right back." Yes. <laughs> and, then, and then you leave, and you never go back. Ah, <laughs> oh, racism still running rampant in oh, this dude, country. It's so oh, that's running, one of the things about being on the strong, road. And running like, free. Oh, I got I. Uh, I broke down in Jersey mm-hmm. and uh, cause I have the fucking weird ethnic name. Like the, oh, right. the tow truck driver came in and he was like, yeah, um, I'm, I'm never going to be able to say this. I'm supposed to pick up, uh, you know, meh. and I was like, yeah, that's me. And the guy turned around and looked at me and he and he said, Oh, thank God. I thought you were Indian. <laughs> oh, Jesus ah. Christ. I was like, fuck <sighs> you buddy. Ah. Just cause I look like a redneck right. doesn't mean <laughs> I support your bullshit agenda. Kyle Kinane and I were tying one on up in Sacramento one time and we, we hung out with two couple, one couple and then these two women from Ireland and that's a whole nother story. But this the wife was this little like five foot four didn't say two words kind of girl and we were just drinking beers all night and then at the end of the night she like the waitress overcharged her or something and she let oh, out a God. string of racist just like this nice little girl all night you know oh, sipping on her beer it's very nice god damn blue bear <laughs> you're like and then we just like started this fight and everything with this and then we're just kyle and i like later we're out of here. Yeah, you just pull that parachute. Yeah, like, like you, have hus- you have a husband to deal with that shit <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. There's hey, listen, we got to wrap this up here. We're coming up. This was fast. This went really fast. I really appreciate you guys. Good road out. stories. Good, we, good we, stuff. We, man. we know how to talk shit. No, that's good. That's good. Usually, I get people in here is like pulling teeth. <laughs> yeah, get people out here. You always like like I. You know, I the one thing whenever I, I get back from any big tour is. I just want to be by myself. Yeah. Because like you think like I you're like you're by yourself a lot. You kind of are like, yes, you're driving long stretches by yourself. But then as soon as you get somewhere, if you're staying with somebody, you're not really by yourself. You're doing the show. And then when you're in the car, you're just like you're by yourself. But you have you have a purpose. You have stuff on your mind. You got to get there. You got to like, oh, I got to fucking Facebook that girl who lives there to try and get her and her boyfriend to come out. Mm -hmm. So like when you get back from it, like the thing I always do is like I just hibernate for like a month. (laughs) I don't even leave my apartment. I don't hang out. Right. I don't see anybody. I just get real weird and like yeah. clean my entire place <laughs> top to bottom. And I'm like, this is what makes me feel good. I've been living in a camper for the last two months. That's Have my, you been living in a recovery. camper? Yeah. When Ron was telling that story about peeing out the window, I was, I was like, my heart smiled <laughs> I do that every night. <laughs> I got, I got a buddy who, who took a big hit in the crash and just he, he was like a personal trainer and you know that's that was the first thing to go and he ended up getting rid of his apartment he, he bought an rv and he lives on the beach and gives surf lessons and he gets girls back to the rv i'm like you have the perfect life is gotta, he, is he enjoying life he loves life wow he loves life man i'm like you dialed it in buddy wow <laughs> but that was like the catch do you get girls back here? Yeah. yeah. Then you win. <laughs> then yeah, you win. Yeah. I, have, I have yet to break the seal on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's coming up for you guys? Where can we catch you? Um, I have, uh, I'm in Brooklyn, January 27th, playing a show. I'll be out on the road with JT Habersat in, uh, in February, going down to Stanhope's for Super Bowl. And I have a book coming out in March, uh, March 8th, uh, called I Swear I'll Make It Up to You. Oh, awesome. Which is like the ultimate hollow alcoholic apology. <laughs> <laughs> is that so you don't have to tell everybody? You can just have them kindle it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't just, have to apologize just, in person. Just read it. Read it, and it costs you 20 bucks. Wait, is that <laughs> big Super Bowl party that, that is at the, Stanhope's? Yes, that, that is the, the big, famous one yes, that I've never been to? Party. All right, yes. cool. Awesome. I, I, will, I will be there, and I will not be drinking. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I got a bunch of tour dates around here in Los Angeles. You could uh, find them out at heyron.com. Hey, Ron. 
Com. And then I'm recording an album. It'll be my debut album this springtime in Austin. I haven't locked down the dates for that, but awesome. it's going to be on Sure Thing Records. And if you want to read that uh, big blog post I wrote about how to do your own indie tour, just Google uh, Ron Babcock, like how to do an indie tour, and it'll <laughs> pop right up. All the major. Uh, you know what? I'll even post it on our Facebook page. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, it's like it, it earned me so much good, like comedy karma uh-huh. from people coming out. Be like, hey, man, I really appreciate that tip on the t shirt rubber band thing. You know, <laughs> that, that, that is gold, dude. That I tell is you, gold. I, it, that to me is like, it's the little things that make life easier. Yeah. You, do, you do all the work before you leave. Yeah. Then you can be on the road. You can fuck off from your plan. But I always, personally, I always like having a plan. Right. Because nice then, it, when when you're when you're swimming, you know, out and out nowhere, you have something to go back to. Right. That's just, I'm a detailed guy. That's just how I'm built. Detail oriented. Nice vest, RJ. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, I want to thank you again for another uh, year of uh, 2015 of listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. It was a exciting year. It was a fun year. It was great to get to know a lot of you listeners and bring a few new ones on board. And uh, I guess this will this embarks another year. Yeah, man. Here's to a great 2017. I'm looking forward, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. At Murray V on Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Thanks, and check these guys Thanks, out when Mary. they come to your town. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. And blacklists, bounce checks, great at bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.